Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to the Stalian English Show featuring Coach Kurtz. I'm yeah. man, yeah. Coach English. I'm with Coach Staley and Coach Kurtz. And we are bringing this show to you. Episode number 10, From the Juke, baby. It's the name of our new studio. Of our studio is called The Juke. So when you hear us referencing The Juke, hashtag Juke, all of that. Um, doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter how you do it. Um, as we start off every week, we're going to go around the table and see how everybody's week is done. Also, we got a very, 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 very special guest for you on the phone. Uh, Coach Staley will bring him in after we get through this whole week process. So, Coach Staley, Josh, how was the week? How did it treat you? Oh, man, the week was great, as always. God was fantastic. Um, we started out with basketball practice and tryouts this week. Um, hardest part as a coach is tryouts. You know, I sincerely don't enjoy cutting kids. I'm not one of those coaches to get their rocks off telling kids no. So it's actually kind of been an emotional week, man, because, you know, it's some guys that actually were pretty good to work pretty hard that we had to um, cut. So definitely didn't feel good about that. But um, other than that, you know, I'm healthy. I'm above ground, um, fighting, trying to make a change, and um, got it going from there. What about you, Mike? Yeah, great week as always um, that you just mentioned. Basketball trials, basketball season kicked off here in South Carolina. So it's always an exciting week. And uh, I just got back tonight from Fayetteville. Um, checked out the Hoops and Dreams Classic in Fayetteville. Great tournament featuring Oak Hill Academy, uh, Word of God. Um, what was the other school? What was um, Huntington Prep. Huntington Prep was, was in there. there. And then, um, and, uh, I, I, Corey Baker. Corey Baker is a graduate of Oak Hill. He was, he's coaching another team, uh, team in Fayetteville. But anyways, good, good games. Good, good, good uh, atmosphere. And uh, always good to see them Oak Hill boys get two wins. Um, again, like I mentioned last week, Keldon Johnson, awesome player and awesome teammate. And so that's always awesome to watch. All right, good deal. But um, all right. So today, we're going to talk about a topic that I think is going to really help some um, young folks. We're going to talk about the importance of young people um, being mentally strong, having mental capacity, and um, having mental strength. And then we're going to get into we're going to get into um, are the athletes of today are they as tough as the athletes of of yesterday? Uh, no. But with that being said, we have we have an um, extremely special guest. Someone's as dear to my heart. We grew up together. He's my brother. Um, we're blood, and his name is Jason Reynolds. Um, if you haven't been keeping up with some of the um, up and coming um, authors of today, you should. You should go home. You should Google him. Um, he's had several um, New York bestsellers. He just did a um, interview on what was that? CBS, Jason. Yeah, yeah, CBS. CBS on um, Good Morning America. So um, Jason has a very, very tight schedule. But um, he's going to start us out today and bless us with the importance because he writes books for young people. He writes the books for the um, young adult genre, the teens. And um, he's going to um, bless us with his perspective on why it's important for kids to have great mental capacity and mental strength. And then we're going to let him go, man, because um, we really appreciate his time. So, um, Jason? Yeah, yeah, of course, man. So first of all, I just want to say to all the coaches, man, appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for having me on. Of course, Coach Daly is my family. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's somebody that I love dearly. We grew up together. I know I got all the secrets, you know what I'm saying? So if y'all need secrets, just holler at the kid. Hey, and I, hey, yeah, hey Jason, we're going to need to do that on a separate... We don't need to do that on a separate phone call. I'm going to have to call you <laughs> and, and get some of them. But, I got you. But, but in, terms of, in terms of the topic at hand, so first of all, man... First of all, I think it's important to say that, like, I'm not an athlete, right? Like, I don't, I, I played basketball growing up, but I'm not what I would consider an athlete. I, I write sort of novels for a living, right? But our jobs and the way that we approach these jobs are exactly the same, right? Basically, in order for me to write these books, I have to be, I have to be comfortable with the feeling of discomfort. It's no different than running suicides, right? It's no different than having to come to practice. You know, 50 laps or whatever it is that y'all have to do, run your drills, right? It's uncomfortable to have to practice every single day, but the discomfort doesn't matter if the end result is victory, if the end result is the ability to press on when nobody else can press on, right? If the, if the end result is to outlast the opponent, then I'm good, 
that I'm, that I'm, that I'm willing to deal with the discomfort of sort of sitting with something that I'm not necessarily sure that I can always do, but being faithful to the process, right? That is literally what it is mm. to be a writer. That's exactly also what it means to be an athlete, right? I've been to Coach Daily practice. I've seen this dude, when he was coaching girls, I remember uh, a particular ladies team, I'm at the practice, and like he's got them running suicides, and he's like, look, everybody, when you get back to the line, make sure your toes are on the line before we start again. If your toes ain't on the line, then like everybody got to run. So they all run, this, that, and the third. When they get back, he walks the baseline, and there's one young lady who don't have her toes on the line, right? And of course, he's like, yo, why your toes aren't on the line? Everybody got to run. And she's like, come on, Coach Danny, my, my toes right on the line. They're right here. He's like, nah, I can't put your toes on the line. So everybody has to run because you don't understand that it's in the details, right? If you go to a job interview and they say you got to wear a pink tie, you show up in a black tie, do you get the job? And the young lady says, no. He said, well, then follow directions, toes on the line, the details matter, everybody give me your laps, right? And it's, that, and it's those kinds of moments that I think when we, when we talk about emotional and mental, mental fortitude, those are the things that teach it, right? It's the same way with me. I can't mess up. There can be no mistakes. There can be no misspelled words. There can be no sort of inconsistencies in my story because if, if there are inconsistencies and it totally devalues all the work that I've done, the details on the court do the exact same thing. If you don't know how to handle your details, it devalues all the work you've done during that week or during that month or during that season when it comes to your practice and the coaches bending over backwards to make sure that young people are prepared. Now, what does this mean in the grand scheme of things? Look, I travel around all the time and I hear young people say, like, yo, Mr. Jason, is it hard to write books? And the answer to that question is, does it really matter if it's difficult? Because the truth of the matter is that easy or hard is never the right question that we should be asking. The only thing we should be asking is, are we going to do it or are we not going to do it? Those are the questions. That is where emotional and mental fortitude come, come in hand, right? It's not about sort of, and, and look, I know... I don't know if I should I can call him Josh, but Coach Daly. Right? You, you I know call him Josh. Whole life. Yeah, you can call, call him Josh. Josh. <laughs> I, I, I know Josh his whole life. I know his story. I know where he's from. I know what he's been through. The only reason he gets to be Coach Daly, the only reason he gets to sit in the seat that he has, he gets to win as much as he does, he gets to even be in the space he is right now in this podcast, is because of his mental fortitude. Josh understands that at the end of the day, the only true the only true competitor he has is himself. No one else, he's in, he's in competition with no one else ever. And he'll tell you that. There's no one else, because as far as he's concerned, ain't nobody else got can hold a candle to him anyway. The only person who can beat him is himself, right? Period. And that goes off on and off the court. Whether you're on the court, whether you had a job, whether you're in a relationship, whatever it may be, you are the only competitor at all times. Right, I know you all are coaches, basketball coaches, I believe, for the most part. But like when I was running track, right? When I was running track, the beauty of running track is everybody will tell you that like when you're running, you're not running against the dudes there next. He's there as motivation, but he's not your actual opponent. Coaches got stopwatches, not because they timing everybody; they just timing you. You're supposed to beat your own time. It has nothing to do with nobody else. If you're not willing to push yourself to be better than what you were yesterday. What exactly are you here for? And when I say here, I don't mean on a track or on a court. I'm talking about here in every single factor of your life. Excellence is a habit. If you're not going to be excellent, then we're not going to be nothing. That's what mental fortitude is about. That's what we, it ain't just about physical strength. I ain't got nothing to do with that. It's about the ability to say every single time I touch the ball, every single time I step on the court, every single time I step in the classroom, right? Every single time I step at the job, every single time I step in my home, when I'm talking to my mother or my little brother, the kids in my neighborhood, I'm going to present excellence. I'm going to show them what fortification, what fortitude looks like so that they know at the end of the day, they are unstoppable, that they are unbeatable. I do it in my career, and you coaches do it in yours, and it's our responsibility to make sure these young brothers and young sisters coming up do the same thing in theirs. We need them to be fortified. We need them to be fortified so the generation coming after them is even better. Y'all fellas got me? We good? Hey, we good, man. Jay, we appreciate that. You dropped some jewels, as always, Fire. man. Hey, we, we know you're busy. We know you got to get going, man. But that was unbelievable, man. And uh, we really appreciate you. Love you. And I'll be hitting you up soon, Thank probably. you, bro. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk hey, to you. I appreciate you. Let, let me say one thing. Be I mean, good, that, man. Was, that was unbelievable. It's Coach Kurtz. Um, and with my strength program, I talked to my guys about – 
embracing the process of being the best at getting better and I mean what you just talked about was unbelievable and um, I mean I may have to talk to you or talk to Coach Staley and Coach English about stealing your 60 seconds and put that on some of my soundtracks of our workout hey, videos. You already know, you already know my mind was going. Right on there, so yeah. I appreciate hey, look, we, can, look, we can work it out, man. Josh know where I'm at. We can always figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we don't got much money to pay you, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, hey, look, hey, look. Anybody who's family to Josh, family to me. It's no, Josh said, he was, Josh said he was trying to cut you off early because we're paying you by the minute. <laughs> hey, look, hey, look. Some people may have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Jay, man, we hey, appreciate you, no problem. Y'all be good, man. I appreciate y'all. Good luck to you. All right, baby. Appreciate All right, no problem, bro. Peace. 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 Oh man, that was again. That was author Jason Reynolds. My family, like you said, we grew up together with blood. That's my brother. Um. He means he means the world world to me. My youngest son, my youngest son, my youngest son Jason is actually named after him. You know, same initials and everything. So if you wonder why, you'd be like, okay, Jason Reynolds. Then Coach Staley has a son named Jason. Yeah, that's who he's named after. He's the godfather to both of my children. If we have another kid, he's probably gonna be the godfather to that child, also. So we really thank him for those jewels. Hopefully. Um, the, the people that's listening, and not just the young people, get something out of that, the importance. As as he said it, mental fortitude. I like the way he said that. Um, being able to be mental tough. I stole a bunch of jewels out of that. Um, yourself is your biggest competitor. Um, inconsistencies devalue your work. That is huge. Yeah. You know, inconsistencies devalue your work. Like we talked about um, last week, if I'm not mistaken. You know, you can't say you want to be a great athlete. And Coach Kurt said you don't take care of your body. You know, that's devaluing your work. Yeah, you bench press 350. But you went and just smoked a pound of weed, so all of that just went down the drain. Um, and be faithful to the process. Coach Kurtz talks about that a lot, man. But you got to be faithful to the process because the process isn't the pretty part. And I just told my team today, greatness doesn't feel good until it's over. It doesn't feel good until it's over. And and it's nothing comfortable about greatness when you're going through the process. But um, we want to get into this hot topic, man. Coach Kurtz, I'm going to go ahead and give him credit for because he actually brought it up last week. About, you know, discussing who, who's, who, like, are the kids today as mentally tough as the kids as, of, of yesterday? And now we're going to talk, and I'm going to put a disclaimer out, and I'm going to let Coach Kurt start, but I'm going to put a disclaimer out. This isn't to bash anyone. This is the act. We do this show to move forward and get people closer to their goals and help however we can. But um, we want to talk about that, and I'm going to let um, Micah get us cranked up. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I mean, I think we all obviously the older you get, the, the you have a different view on different generations. But so now that we're in the next generation coaching the younger generation, I think we all think that this generation may be a little bit softer than we were, um, and whether that's a skewed view or not, um, I think everybody that is coaching has a common perception that the, the kids the kids and the athletes that we're coaching right now are a little bit softer than we were when we were brought up so so now with it comes the factors of why why do we think these kid the, these athletes are a little bit softer not as mentally tough as we were and I mean I think there's a lot of factors and one of the factors comes down to like what we talked about a few weeks ago is, the factor of participation trophies. Mm. Every whether you win or you lose, you get a trophy. That does not teach a kid any type of life lesson value. No, you 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 win or you lose. Period. You succeed or you don't succeed. You you win or you fail. Failure is not bad. Failure is not bad. You learn from failure. There's so many quotes out there. So about, many about about the importance of failure, and it's not how many times you fail, but how many times you get back up. Amen. So, what are we teaching our young kids, young athletes, when we are saying, "Hey, you lost the game, but you're still getting rewarded"? Um, so, I mean, I think that's definitely one of the factors. I think another factor, and 
again, I, 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 I'm not married yet. I don't have kids yet. Um, so I'm not telling, trying to tell anybody how to raise their kids. But, I mean, from what I've seen, there's too many parents that are scared to tell their kid how it is. They're, they're scared to be a, a father figure, a mother figure, and they want to be a friend to their kid and want to just tell them everything they want to hear instead of telling them what they need to hear. So um, I think we as adults need to, need to tell kids, it's all right to fail, but it's not about failing, it's about overcoming those failures and, and working to succeed in your next venture. And so um, those are just some of my thoughts, um, but I think, is common, common perception among the older generation now that we can consider ourselves the older generation of the kids that we're coaching, that they are a little bit more mentally soft um, than, than we were coming up. Well, I think, that to, I think that the reason being is that the kids are soft because the adults are soft. The adults in their life, like you said, are not telling them what they need. They telling them what they want to hear. I want to be your friend. I want to be your buddy. You know, um, my kids in my class this week, we had a debate competition. And so it's one thing like we did. The first round was uh, Thursday and Friday. The second round is Tuesday. And then if they win, then all the champions from all of my classes debate next Saturday. All right. So one of my students. Uh, uh, my students didn't do my one of my periods. They didn't do a good job of pulling their statistics together to prove their point. Right? They didn't do that. They didn't do a good job of doing that. So I got on them. I told them the truth. I was extremely harsh. I was real. And one of the kids came up to me afterwards and he says, "Man, Coachy, e, I just don't do a good job of." I can, I'm a good job. I, I, I research well. I get statistics well. I just can't get them to relate to what I'm trying to get across. I said, well, didn't you have a team? Well, that's what a team is for. I said, don't come to me with this BS about what you couldn't do. Don't tell me what you can't do. Figure out a way to get it done because it's tied to your grade. I don't want to hear that. You sitting there standing in front yeah. of me telling me what you can't do. That don't matter right now because can't go no get your ass. No excuses, only solutions. No excuses, only solutions. So I was. he looked at me with this shocked look on his face like, I can't believe. And he was like, Coach, you're you, you kind of being real hard. I said, you know me by now. I only, got, I only got one way to do this. I said, this is the only way I know how to do this is to be honest. So you can see the little tears kind of. Getting in his eyes, and he Jeez. said, "He says, well, all right, coachy," and he leaves. Then, what time? He, that was about two something. I think it must have been about four something, four or five something. He emails me. These are his exact words. Some might think what you said was harsh, but you're being honest. I think of ways to connect and round out my debates. I will think of ways to connect and round out my debates from now on. I think my group was mostly focused on statistics. I will get help from my teammates from here on, and I hope you have a great weekend. I love it. He took it and said, you know what? I could go in this corner, these tears is in my eyes, and I could go home and cry. Or I could actually pay attention. And I think there's fewer students that would make that adjustment. And I mean, another day in practice, whereas my kids, some of the kids are so privileged. I ain't going to front them. Them boys got cars at 16. One of my kids had a had a, 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 a Tahoe on 24s when I got there. He was 15 years old, you know, so he's privileged as all get out. And I I told them a lot earlier in the season, I said, when I was at Denmark, I was different than when I got here. And last year I did this thing differently thinking I was going to get a different result, thinking I was going to get the same result I got at Denmark, not realizing that I have to be just as hard on y'all as I was on them. I said, so this is about to change. And so I drugged them boys one day. I said, hey, you ain't going to do that? Okay, look, let's get on the line. You ain't doing what you're supposed to do? Yeah. Hey, yeah, we about to run the 17. They ran the 17. They got mad. They got after it. And when I expected them to crumble, they came back the next day and practice coach. You ain't got to worry about it. And I was like, this ain't the same team from last year. 
Say the team from last year would have complained, would have moaned, would have groaned, wouldn't have showed up today for practice, would have came up with every excuse, and they were there. And the coach, you ain't got about no mistakes today. And I was just like, it's funny. I think that these some. I think it determining upon the kids and and and, and kids are what you allow them to be. What are, well, what uh, what you said, like. It's not the kid's fault. That's what not I'm saying. It's the kid's fault. Like, so, like, the, the student you mentioned earlier where you said, hey, stop making excuses. Yeah. Get it done. He, he probably looked at you and then started to think about it, and he was like, nobody's ever told me that. That's true. I need to get it done. I need to stop making excuses for something. Exactly. For exactly. And, I mean, and it comes back to society with everything, with, with education. No child left behind. No, if you're not getting your work done, leave them behind. behind. <laughs> leave them so, behind. So, it, are, are kids different nowadays? Yeah. yeah, but that's because of how they are raised, the society. Like, so, I mean, unbelievable quote. I mean, if you set the bar high, either the winners rise to the bar or the losers get left behind. Either way, you win. Either you way. want the winners to rise. You want the hot, the people who work hard to rise to that occasion. If they don't want to, you don't want them to come to, to come with you. And ninety nine percent of people want to be want to go over that bar. Yeah. So you don't need to lower the bar and say, "Hey, we're going to let everybody over the bar just to let them over." Just to let them like, over. Set the bar high, and people inherently want to try and get over that bar but society is trying to let people just say hey we need to let everybody over the bar yeah Coach and man, man great point guys and I'm gonna I'm I'm piggyback on a couple of things you said first coach Kurt, you um, would know coach E you said um, that the parents are soft and okay I'm gonna be fair and you you know because you've had kids yeah. when you have a child that's one of the best feelings you can have in this world mm-hmm. And then you're like, I got to protect this child. So becoming a parent turns you into a protector. But the mistake I think people that are we're making as parents now, because I don't want to say all parents is your fault, but technically it is. Yeah. While you're protecting, that does not mean you aren't honest. And like Coach Kurt said, failure isn't the end. It's an opportunity for you to grow and get back up and become stronger. For example, we had basketball trials this week. Made cuts. Since I've made cuts, I've had an email saying, calls. y'all didn't know my son, that's why he got cut. I've had one parent bold enough to actually come to the school and was going to get me out of class. Yeah. And, I was sitting there and, and challenge me on why her son got cut. Now, Shout out to Coach Staley, too. He, when the, the secretary called him, hey, you got a parent here who wants to know why her son got cut. Well, I'm in class right now, so <laughs> I need to make an appointment. Yeah, like, and I'm like, this is crazy. And then I'm going to fast forward. I'll rewind. I will be honest. My son, oldest son, Talent, was trying out for this elite soccer team. I was like, hey, work hard. Hopefully you make it. He made the first cuts. He made the second cuts. He got on the team. If that coach would have cut him, I wouldn't have went to the coach and say, hey, why'd you cut my son? The conversation would have been, okay, you feel bad. Let's get up and figure out what we need to do to get better to make it next time. That's what Coach E means by parents being soft. You have to stop giving your kids a cushion when they fail. It's okay. Give them a strategy on how to get back up and work harder next time. And like, like Coach Kirsch just said, set the bar high. Because if I'm trying to touch 15 feet and I end up at 11 and a half, I'm still at a pretty good spot. I might not be as good as the people that well, actually okay. got 15 or above, but I'm not that far behind. We aren't even allowing our kids to jump at times because we are afraid for them to fail. Well, the only way bones get stronger when they're broken broken is when they're put back together you have to allow your child to be put back together that's what we're struggling with but this system that we have and that was created even through law through litigation 
And parents, like Coach E said, not wanting to allow their kids to fail has created a system where the kids are the victim. And y'all know me, I'm tough on kids. But the kids are the victim. The victims, because we aren't giving them the opportunity to face that failure. My son's got that participation trophy the other day from soccer. And before we got to the car, I said, y'all know what them things mean. They're nothing. We're not celebrating those. The only reason they're still in the house is because I forget about them every day when I come home. Hmm. All right? But we have to do a better job as adults. We have to do a better job as adults of being honest to these kids, man. Stop stroking kids and caressing them and raise them. Stop yeah, trying to I, be the friend. Right. Well, right. You got two, three. What's, what's, what's crazy is uh, I think I might have had 11 or 12. And I respect, I respect four of those calls. You got 11 or 12 people call you while kids got cut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not even get into that. God. But four I respect. One was a kid. Well, basically because I helped. We have a new middle school coach who's never coached basketball before. And so I kind of helped him with his tryouts. And those are the. We started an AAU program in Hartsville. So I kind of know those parents. And so they hit me up. Hey, you know, one, one guy called me and said, one father called me, and I respect him so much for this. He said, hey, coach. What what do you think Talon needs to work on to make to make the team next year? That was his question. He said, "What does he need to work on to make the team next year?" He didn't ask why he got cut. He didn't ask who got picked instead of him. He didn't say, "You don't know my child." He said, "What does he need to work on? What does he need to work on to get on the team next year?" And I had a conversation with him about that. Great. That's a great question. Yeah, man. I had a couple of kids that came in and said, Coach E, man, can you, just, can you just talk to me? Do you know any trainers? What do you think I need to do? And I told them, I said, hey, you know, you didn't come to workouts. You didn't come to this. You didn't come to that. Hey, man, you got to go play ball. Go over to the rec. They got, they got fall league. Go over there, get in that. When AAU comes around, get, a, get on the AAU team. Do what, do what you got to do. To make yourself better for next year. Shoot. Do you know any personal weight trainers? Because I know I need to get stronger. That's the Out of the 12, there's only four sets of people. That it wasn't about why didn't I. It was what do I need to do to make it next time. So. Shout out to them. Yeah, yeah, and that's, and, and, and that, that was. Those were pleasant conversations. Not the other ones. One parent Facebooked me and was like. Why didn't my child make the team? She yelled on the Facebook? Yeah, it was like all caps. caps. Oh, okay, that's yelling. It, it was all caps. <laughs> it was all caps. Why didn't my child make the team? I said, you know, like, like, what are you talking about? And she was like, my child didn't make, he didn't make the team. He said kids that were, um, that were worse than him made the team. And I was like, all right. You should have responded to I'm going to tell you what I wanted to say. Have you ever seen him play? That's what I wanted to say. But, you know, as coaches, we can't say what we want to say. No, you can. No. Sometimes you should. <laughs> he's yelling at you saying, why my kid didn't make it. You should have responded in all small caps <laughs> in a smaller font. And, and it, it would have sounded like this. <laughs> it would have sounded like this. Because he's not good enough. <laughs> because, because, like, parents, like I said, parents, we, we, we are protectors. But in the process of protecting we have made these boys. We have made these kids so off. Every right. animal in the wild lets their babies eventually go, right? And you have to let those those animals go. Yeah, you got to protect your kid, but you also need to you need to let them let them face adversity. And when you're just trying to be their best friend and just try, always trying to make them happy, like that's not setting them up for anything in life, other than more failure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other than getting failure when they're an adult and not knowing how to handle it. Other other than more failure, man. I mean, you youngins, youngins get to the, get to the point where you're like you're like okay, you want what's best for your child. That's fine. But the kids that we're dealing with have to know that everything isn't going to be peachy and rosy. As an end result, that's not life. As adults, everything doesn't go our way. But we have to know how to rock and roll and, and, and make chicken doo-doo, chicken salad, and move on to the next thing. But 
what we gotta what we gotta do a better a better job of as adults, and I'm saying we because it's all of us, is making sure we're holding these young people accountable, making sure we are allowing these young people to learn how to be problem solvers. Like my wife's big on my kids about that. Like like my sons would be like, oh we want it, oh we want to do this. And my wife would be like, figure it out. Be a problem solver. Learn how to think things out like, instead of instead of wanting me to just do it for you. That's not how you grow. That's not how you get better. That's not the real world. Because the real world, you're not going to be able to call and say, hey, well, I didn't get this job. And you're not going to be able to send a mean, you could send a mean text, you could send a nasty email, but it's just going to make your situation that even even worse. Because now you can't even get a reference. So you have to be very, very important when it comes to asking why your child didn't, didn't. I'm a firm believer in putting that energy into what your child needs to do to get better. Yo, I had to, when we went, when, when we got into it and it started getting good, I had to call my man. I texted my man Zeke. I was like, yo, this would be a good topic for you to get in on. Um, he said, yo, bro, I'm here for you at any point. Uh, uh, Zeke runs a program back in my home, back in my hometown, Orange, New Jersey. It is a, a town with high crime rate. Um, it's crazy out there, and and legitimately Zeke is in the streets. And I told him, hey, look, I said he's a uh, he's a preacher, does his thing. He, <laughs> we call him the hip hop preacher. That's my dog. Um, uh, uh, first friend I had when I moved to Jersey. We stayed tight, all of that. But you know, I said, man, hey, look, we're talking about kids being mentally weak nowadays, rather than opposed to when we was kids. So, and Zeke was like, yo, yo, man, hey, hit me up. Hey, how do I get on? So, uh, yo, so go ahead, Zeke. What up, Zeke? What's going on, y'all? What's going on? What's up, brother? I can't wait to get back out there, actually. Yeah, he, but, um, he was down here uh, uh, over the summer. He brought his A team down for a tournament. Okay. Down, <laughs> down in the bill? Beat, beat everybody to death and took a big championship. No, he didn't. That's why he wanted but to get they, down But they, they love being down there. <laughs> they, they talk about it every day. Like, we going back, right? But you know what? You know why I... You know, I find it uh, choppy, uh, really cool. Like, I, you know, just to give you a backdrop, you know, I deal with a lot of kids every day. Um, just the other day, right in front of the middle school, this dude that I just had a, I had a talk with, and I was telling him, I know he was wanted, and um, he got shot in the head, right? I mean, oh, oh, yo, you know where he got shot? You know where Elio's, where we used to get the candy? Yeah, 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 yeah. He got shot right there, but it was in the middle of school. It was at 11. Wow. It was at 11 a.m. So, right the week before that, the two twins, I don't know if you heard, it was all over World Star. The two twins in my hood got yoked up by uh, the police. And um, I'm going somewhere with this. You know, yoked up by the police, and it was two girls. And he was, he, it went viral. And then, like, this cop is yoking up these two young black girls. And, you know, That makes a ton like, of sense. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I, I was talking to my man the other day, and I was like, um, I had a couple of ball players with me, and I was like, yo, man, y'all kill me with these cell phones. First thing a parent says is, you know what, man, you got to get a cell phone because I need to know where my son is. Well, well listen, man, I, I ain't had no cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone. And you knew if I was at Yoshi house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You knew exactly where I was. It wasn't a matter. And, and then, I like what the brother said, like, and I do it with my daughters and my, my son, 22 and 20, but my, my daughters is 6 and 4. So, a lot of things, I want them to problem solve because I can't walk you through this life. So, I want you to begin to start thinking on your own. And that's the thing. It, I, I think, I, and, and this is what I think, I think this whole generation was started to get babied. They started to get babied. Yes, sir. You know, it's like like we baby this generation and the problem is God knows everything he's doing with every era. He's equipped these kids to be smart enough. That's why you see them do extraordinary things and stupid stuff. That's the same. And, and it confuses you because you're like you're doing all these great things. You're going to find a cure for AIDS but you're on Molly's and Percocet 
and lean at the same time. Like, I don't, you don't really get it. It's the same generation. The problem is parenting and leadership. And I'm, I'm sure you guys are a bunch of coaches and mentors. And a lot of people, a lot of the complaints, you, you know, because they're not pouring back. People pouring back in us. Yoshi's not who he is if there's no Mr. Hannibal. If there's no Mr. Bryant. He's not who he is. If he didn't come to my house and speak to my father, my father was always respected. He's not who he is because of that. So why are we expecting so much out of these kids? But honestly, we're not even doing our part. I, I agree. You know what I'm saying? I agree. We as as adults, that's the problem. The kids follow uh-huh. the adults. The kids follow uh-huh. the adults. And we aren't you just you said something that was so prominent to me just now. These kids have so much more, but they're working with so much less. Like so nowadays, much. if I want to be a great basketball player, I can go look at Instagram and see somebody highlights and that might motivate me. Yeah. But the problem is yeah. You have no idea how many hours that person put in to get to that point. So exposure has turned into a kryptonite for some of these kids because back in the day, we had no exposure. We had no exposure back in the day. But they found Michael Jordan. They found the Chris Pauls. They found the Dr. J's. But now you have parents saying, well, my kid need a highlight tape. Well, my kid need this. No, your kid needs plan, a strong work ethic, and the discipline right. to execute that plan. Yeah. That's, that's what your that's kid that's needs. Everything else will take care of itself. Everything else. That's that. Let me tell you, this is something uh, my boy Mark, he runs an AAU called The Firm. You might have heard of them. They, they beat Williamson's team this, uh, this year. I heard of them. Um, I heard of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's my man who runs these. That's my brother. You know, that's my, my lunch buddy. <laughs> but he says, he says to me, he says, Z, exposure will expose you. Yep. <laughs> yes, sir, I love it. I'm telling you, I'm a t-shirt printer, and I'm printing that. I told him. I said, I don't see it copywritten by you. Oh, yes. I said, I'm making shirts, and I'm selling. Exposure will expose you. And that's what's, that's what's happening. That's what's happening. And, and we're so sick because we come from, yo, I told my man today, man, I said I miss my ever so much, man. I'm serious. I didn't even know what I had when I had it, man. I'm serious. When I look at this era and I know what me and Yosha had, I'll do anything for Yosha to knock on my door and we go down and play basketball and really are not worried about too many shots. Somebody might get jumped. But I mean, <laughs> the stuff that they, they, you know, I mean, it was violent. But I'm here to tell you, my city right now is a war zone, man. Yeah. Yeah, because you know My own son it's, it's can't eat at certain sides of the town. Yeah. But. Like, he can't. He can't. I can't have lunch with him there. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, it, it, oh, and for those audience members that don't know, my friends back home call me Yoshi, so he just keeps referring to me when he says it, so just in case you don't know yeah, who he's I'm talking call. to me, oh, yeah, so I mean, you know, it, it, the thing about it is, and, and, and Zeke says something, he says, shoot, back in the day, we, we what, we had just got pages, like, we just got them, yeah, maybe, yeah. and that was, and if you had that, you was up for yeah. <laughs> right, only the hustlers. Oh, you had that. You, that you, 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 going to hell. Oh no. You, know, you got a pizza. Oh, oh you hustle. Yeah, the pager. Yeah. You're from Buffalo, though. Yeah, he's from. Yeah, <laughs> Michael's uh, Coach Curtis is from Buffalo. So. <laughs> you know, no, I, I, I didn't have anything close to a pager. I had a on VCR. Damn, my first phone looked like a DVD player. That's huge. Let's go. Here's the thing, though, man, and, and you made you made some more tremendous points, but it's it's like, and I'm not trying to be harsh on parents because he has a parent. Right, right, me, right. And my, me and my wife are getting an argument. We're not parents. Don't need to be perfect. They just need to continue the pursuit of being better and putting their kids in better situations. Like my wife uh-huh. asked my son, "What do they want to eat?" And I can, and God bless my mother's soul. I can hear, I can feel my mother's spirit smacking me in the back of the head, saying, "Boy, I didn't ask you what you wanted to eat. You, you ate what I was on the table." So I tell my wife, "Don't ask them what they want to eat. They eat what we provide, or they don't eat at all. Or they don't eat unless they are allergic to it. And it better be a real allergic reaction. I ain't talking about making your throat itch. I'm talking about you, you better close up and you better swell up. So it's like, don't. But that's how we make kids soft by giving them too many choices. 
We gotta stop giving our kids choices. We gotta give them, we can give them opportunity. The kids right now don't know how to decide. Because the kid's choice might be, well, I'm okay with making that 75 on the test. No, you don't have a choice. We want greatness in everything that you do. And 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 what's happening is, like Coach Kurt said, like Micah said, we, we, they're trying to be friends. And, and I, don't, I don't ever want my athletes comfortable around me. The only time my athletes can be comfortable around me is when we do have a little joke break or yeah. we do a little, a little stress reliever. But other than that, get to class on time. Sit in the front. Be the leader. Raise your hand. Don't be comfortable. But to get off top of the little bit, I heard you say you and Yoshi used to play basketball back in the day. Uh, for for the record, my brother, oh, you, you sound like Zeke. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him, Zeke. You good with Yoshi, you good with me. You sound like, really? a, great, you sound like a great brother, Zeke. But um, Yoshi came to my gym, man, talking trash, and was like, yo, I'm going to beat you in basketball, and he got slaughtered. I just wanted to put that out there on the Oh, not my boy, not my boy. Oh, gave, I'm, and I, I'm not, you know, I only I only go to the basket and back dudes down, so yeah. I gave him. I only gave going him, left. Only. I I, tell, Coach Shannon tells you I'm going left. I'm going left. And I'm, giving you, I'm giving you a chest wait, everything wait, wait, your wait, heart don't want. See, but Zeke, it, it was one time we ain't had no rematch. But Yoshi is the point guard, though. He's a, he's a born point guard. Yeah, I locked him up. Man, it was one on one. You can't, he can't. said he said he's a boy. Obviously, he needs to be reborn again because. Uh, <laughs> oh! Uh, oh! No church. Hey, hey, uh, Zeke, don't listen to this. When I come back down there, two on two. Two on two. Yeah, let's make that happen, Zeke. Zeke, let me ask you this, Zeke. Let me ask you this. <laughs> I don't, because I, I had to stop playing dudes that can't do this. Can you rep 225, Zeke? Uh, I rep, I throw up 215 to my chest. I said 225, Zeke. If you can't rep 225, I don't play you I mean, for the Davis. Honestly, 225, 225, I can rep it. Okay. Like, I, play, I play with 215. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he plays with it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Because if you don't rep 225, but, 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 but I don't play you. Hey, bro, man, I appreciate you being on, man. Yeah, We're gonna close it out. I'm gonna hit you up later on, all right? Please hit me up, man. I'm trying to get down there, man. All right, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you, man. Y'all. All right, bro. man. Good meeting on y'all, man. Y'all be yeah, blessed, man. Yeah, you be blessed, brother. All right, welcome. Oh, you. But yeah, man. Um, we 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 appreciate y'all tuning in on this episode. But I do think, man, just for my closing statement before I'm um, Mike and um. Um, Coach E. Go, man, I, I just sincerely believe, parents, this wasn't a bash session for you. Not at all. Not but at you all. You want your kids to be well-equipped because the world is a very tricky element. They will tell you, yes, baby, your kids. Yes, give them everything they want. And then as soon as they step out into that real world, they're like, how do you not know this? And how aren't you equipped to do this? Yeah. You understand? So make sure your kids are equipped to to, to monitor, to adjust. To be able to adapt to any situation. But like like Micah said, you can't get to that if you are afraid to fail. You can't yes, get to sir. that as if someone picked you up every time you stumbled. Sometimes you're going to have to skin up your palms in your hand and push and up off the ground. Out how to get up. Get your butt up, man. I'm done. For sure. 100%. Like Coach said, I mean, here's my closing statement. When you set the bar high, the winners mm. will love it. And the leggers will leave. Either way, mm. you win. When you set the bar high, the winners will love it, and the leggers will leave. Either way, you win. Set the bar high. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm gonna leave with this, and it's gonna take me about maybe about four or five minutes to tell the story. Bang. Very few minutes. Very very few people know the story. Um, even some of my close friends don't even know the story I'm about to tell. Uh, my grandma passed. Uh, last May, not the May that passed, the one before that. And I learned a very valuable lesson from her. Uh, my mom kicked me out the house. I went and stayed with a friend. Uh, I was young. I was about 17. Um, my, uh, when I went and stayed with the friend, the friend's mom came to me and said, hey, man, you got to get a job if you're going to live here. And I said, well, no, nah, I, I, can't, I can't do that. I don't want to work. I'm, I graduated high school. I don't want to work. I don't want to do all that. So she said, well, you're going to have to get out. So I left. 
And I went to my aunt's house. My aunt was like, nah, you can't stay here. I don't have no room. I said, I, I went to my grandmother's house. And what I thought was the chain coming off the door was the chain going on the door. My grandmother, Ooh. Ooh. My grandmother opens the door, cracks it as far as the chain can go and goes, yes. I said, grandma, let me in. I ain't got no place to go. She said, you got a job? I said, no. She said, you in school? I said, no. She said, well, come back when you got one of the two. Mm. Couple of months passed. Like, my brothers let me in the house in the mornings when my mom leave for work, take showers. Every now and then, I have to catch and stay at a shelter. I'm legit homeless, like, legit. For about two, three months. And uh, I'm at this shelter. It's after we eat. I'm sitting outside with this old dude. And you know he's old when he goes, Hey, young blood, what you doing out here? <laughs> you look like you don't belong. Because I came fresh off a shower. My sister had let me take a shower. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Uh, and, and I'm looking somewhat clean because my sister was washing my clothes when, you know, my grandmother wasn't home. And she says, um, uh, the dude says, hey, why you doing out here? I tell him the story. And he goes, well, where your grandmother live? I said, she live in Flatbush. He said, what block? I said, 31st. He said, what's the house number? I said, well, what you want to know the house number for? Right, right. And he says, uh, because if all she wants from you, <laughs> all she wants is somebody who can either go to school or get a job, I'll go there right now. And I'll live in there if you don't want to go. He said, take all that pride, suck it up, and go and get you a job. So it must have been the next day I went to my grandmother. I knocked on the door again, waited till she got home from work. She opens the door. I said, hey, grandma. I said, I don't want nothing. I don't want to stay. I said, just can you help me get a job? Because the crazy part is my grandmother was the head of payroll for NYU, one of the biggest hospitals and universities in the country. And she could have just waved the wand and got me a job, but she didn't. And she said, well, you can come in now. And I said, well, grandma, I said, you, we could have did this months ago. <laughs> like, you could have just told me. She says, no, I didn't need you to want a job. I needed you to need a job. Mm -hmm. She said, because you would never appreciate what I just did. And from that day forward, now, mind you, the first job she got me was washing dishes at NYU. You know how much money I was making? As an 18-year-old, $17 an hour to wash dishes. Jeez. That was it. I might have still been washing dishes. <laughs> Bro, you know, more than high school coaches. But I mean, like, it, 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 but it taught me something. And ever since then, I have never been out without a job. I have continued to work and continued to grind because I know what that I know what having what having nothing is. And the problem is, a lot of parents are afraid to do that to their kids. They're afraid to put them out. They're afraid to say, "Here, okay, you don't want you want to do what you want to do. Go out there and find out what that world is like, and then come back. And if you come back, you come back." Because at the end of the day, man. They allowed you to fail. It's it's cold, and you've got to let your kids fail. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's tiddlywinks. If you could beat them, beat them. I was nice in tiddlywinks. You were nice in tiddlywinks? I was, I was a tiddlywink god. Oh, man. See, yeah. you was better than me. I used to lose all the time. I, I got so good I could use the tip of my finger. I, ain't I don't know. Lena, Lena, Lena's giving you a side eye over here. She don't know what Tilly Winks is. Lena, <laughs> Lena, Lena don't know what, what Tilly Winks is. suburbs very privileged. You know what I'm saying? It's a game where you put a little stick on the edge of a little circle um, plastic piece and you flip it into a little thing for points. That's what Tilly Winks are. And, and you know, I think that we, we've become, we, we've become a, a generation that was brought up extremely tough has become a soft generation who has created a soft generation. And and that's just my spill on it, and 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 we're gonna fake, leave out on fake this. Fake tough but soft. Fake tough, yo. Like <laughs> my thing is, we can do a new job. Yo, what's life. what's crazy is what's crazy <laughs> is I'm gonna tell you how fake tough it is. Like you would rather instead of throwing, um um um, there's there's a rap. De La Soul says a rap. Gun control means using both hands in my land. People don't square up and fight. They go get a gun. Yo, I'm gonna go get this gun, and it's on. Man, you punk! I'm gonna shoot you from over here. And not like I can't even, not yeah, even not even come at you. I'm gonna drive by. I'm gonna whatever. Like I, I ain't gonna square up, yo. I got a problem. Yeah, Let's square up and but, do but this. It's just like it's man. Y'all about to get into a whole nother topic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's good. Let's I get like out of here. Let's get out of here. Sorry. I like it. Maybe that could be the next topic because like a lot of these, a lot of these, a lot of these kids 
And now I'll say this, and I ain't trying like to step real, Does that make you tough? Like yeah, driving by and you know why? You know why? These youngins ain't got daddy showing them how to be really tough. Really tough might be like like um, Facts. like like the mental fortitude that Jason Reynolds that Jason said and was like, yo, I ain't really gotta fight this dude because I ain't got nothing to prove. That might be tough because yo, I, I can't let my family down and go to jail. Yeah. That might be tough. But nowadays, you're what they say, exposure, exposure. Exposure will expose you. I love it, that. It's like, <laughs> I love kids, that. Man, we gotta exposure we gotta we you. got to snatch these babies back up. And raise them. We're not saying don't give your child a better life than what you had. I think my sons have a way better life than what I had growing up as far yeah. as quality of life. My oldest son ordered a steak in a restaurant like four or five years ago. I never ordered a steak in a restaurant until I got old enough to buy it myself. To buy it yourself. You understand? So it's okay. I'm fine with the fact that their quality of life is better. But here's one simple thing you can do that can make sure. If you say, well, what the hell I need to do then, Josh? Make them earn it. Yeah, make them earn it. Like my sons want to get started on an allowance. Guess why the allowance hasn't started yet? Because they don't do their chores unless we tell them to. So when they start doing their chores and I don't have to tell them, then maybe the allowance will start. Make them earn it, man. But um, let's start our shout out so we can get up out of here. Shout out to everyone that gave us retweets, man. Um, Coach Joe, man, Javon Gilbert, um. Always is giving us um, shout outs and retweets, man. We really appreciate you, Javon. Even yeah. though, even though you're a cowboy fan, I hate, you're I cowboy despise fan, cowboy fans. And um, you got a lot going for you as a, as a father, as a, as, a, as a strong brother in this community. But you're a cowboy you fan. You are a cowboy fan. I'm gonna at you when we post this show. But um, you know, thank you for the retweets, man. What you guys got? Shout out to all our listeners for sure. Shout out to all the high school coaches. Yes, sir. I mean, we appreciate everything you do. Good luck to um, everybody this season, man. Obviously, I'm biased. I think that we have the best job in the world and the most impactful job in the world. So Amen. Appreciate all that you do. All the all the basketball coaches, wrestling coaches that are starting their season, best of luck to you. Um, shout out to the Oak Hill Warriors. Two dubs this week. Shout out so, to Monica. The singer, because I downloaded her whole album. I was just grooving to her today while I was writing my practice schedule, waiting for the guys to get there. Like, I was always a Monica fan. Oh my gosh, just one of them days. Yeah. Oh Lord, here we go. Here we Let go. A girl go. Goes through. <laughs> well, I mean, can, can I get through? Can I get through my shout outs out before you start singing? Go ahead, dog. Okay. First off, I want to give a shout out to Zeke and Jason for joining us on the show. They dropped a bunch of jewels. If you get a chance to jewels. listen, and, and, no and, Santana. <laughs> <laughs> listen and, 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 and really think about what was said today. Um, I also want to give a huge shout out to my mom. Her birthday is today, November fourth. Um, you know, a lot of the reason why I am what I am is because of her. Um, so happy birthday, Ma. Happy birthday, Mama. And she listens to the show faithfully. She always laughs at appreciate Josh. It. Oh man, we appreciate the support, Mama. Like. Love you, mama, man. Go ahead, Coach. Yeah. And also, Juice. shout out to one of my kids, Chris Turner. Today is his birthday as well. Oh, man. Happy birthday, Crook. Big C, number 39. He calls himself Turner Island. Mm. <laughs> you got to get a little bit more original one. Yeah, he said, he, said life, he said life is life is lonely on Turner Island. Okay, hey, I, I can. Yeah, I mean, he, hey, listen. He's not the most. like Turner Port? Well, I don't, Woo! I don't know if it's right there. I don't know if Turn that's really port. gangster. I mean, no. for a corner turn, turn a port. But a lot of ships come into the port, though. No, not on his port. I got what? You done been on a ship to been to an island? Oh, well, that's true. I just what you talking about? Don't try to knock my joint. <laughs> like and kids, man. Like we weren't trying to bash y'all, man. Y'all are going to be tough. Y'all got so much swag. I love y'all swag. You heard how I say that, Jules? No Santana. I just got that from y'all. Y'all got a lot of good stuff going on, baby. But I don't want to blame get you it on you if you're soft, kids. I don't blame. Right, it's not your fault, baby. We got to we got to get these adults tough, man. But look, yo, if you see, out, yo, you last thing, your kids. If you see an adult being soft on you, trying to be your friend, not holding you accountable, be like, hey, hold me to hold me accountable. Hold me to. I want you to set me to high expectations. I want to be great. That's right. Uh, man, if you want to um, join the conversation, go ahead and email us at the Staley and English Show. That's A N D. The Staley and English Show at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter 
at the S and E show. Man, you can hit us on all mediums. You could also listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, go ahead and comment, share, uh, like, um, subscribe. Um, and I'm leave you with this one: Be hungry, be proud of what you've got, but never be completely satisfied. Don't be hungry, be starving. Shout out to little Jason sitting there on the juke couch. The on juke, the juke couch. couch. <laughs> See you, Aunt Shanice with twisted towels hair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we out of here, y'all. To next week, episode ten is under the belt. Yo, Yo, Jason, you. send us out. Say peace out. Peace. <laughs> 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 I'm fragile, I feel pain, I hurt, I open my eyes, I create, I conquer, I hold the power, I'm a thinker, I crave victory, I do not give up, I feel no fear, I fear no man, I'm an athlete, a warrior, an artist. Some of y'all been worshipped since you was in high school, so you don't really know how to grind. <laughs> like, you talk grind. Like, I, I love it. Like, I go into the weight room, and y'all playing like Pac. Y'all playing Benji. Like, y'all all in it. Like, you like you like Pac, but you don't have the spirit of Pac. You like love Pac. You like listening to Pac. You like listening to Benji. You like to talk about the grind, but you don't really know what the grind is like. I know what the grind is like. I started from the bottom. What is your bottom when you've been worshipped since middle school? You've been tall your whole life, big your whole life. They worship you so much now that you think it's about you. You don't even know what the grind look like. I'm from Detroit, homeless. Mama got pregnant with me at 17 years old. High school dropout. Took me 12 years to get a four-year degree. I'm coming now. It's in view. You finally made it to the big league. And now you want to chill? Now you got the big head? Now you can't grind? You here now. You here now, you finally made it. And this is where you, you break up? This is where you start chilling? This is where you get comfortable? You made it now. You made it now. You in the big leagues now. They watching you now. This is where you make it permanent. Yeah, I saw it, I saw it. Perfect, perfect. No, practice don't make perfect. Practice make permanent. This permanent, y'all. This is permanent. You can go wherever you want to go from here. It does not take talent. You don't have to be talented, right? You don't have to be gifted. You don't have to be the quickest, the strongest. You don't have to be the most intelligent to get to where I am. That's what you got to do. You just got to grind, though. Your grind, you got to outgrind. So many of you heard me say this. Your father, listen to me, might own a company. Your mama might be a millionaire. You might come from privilege. Your daddy might hook you up with a car. He might know people. He might be able to get you a job. But you will not outwork me. And what you have to decide in your position in the NCAA, you have to make a decision that nobody in this league in your position will outwork you. Listen to me. You better grow up and get to the point as a man that if you ever get beat, you better get beat by somebody that's just that's just purely more talented than you are. You better not ever get beat by somebody because you beat yourself. You have to take advantage of an opportunity of a lifetime in the lifetime of the opportunity. Let me tell you something, you sit in this room, you think you're going to be 18 for the rest of your life. You think you're going to be 19 for the rest of your life. You got an opportunity right now that you won't have five years from now. You have an opportunity right now that you'll never have. People say, why you grind so hard, E? I might not be the number one motivational speaker in the world five years from now. I got to get everything I can get right now. Every book I can write. And listen to me, my school is being paid for by the athletic department. I'm hot right now. Right here, you
may never get another one. Some of you, after this, there may not be another opportunity. Let me tell you what I tell athletes. The worst thing in the world is not growing up in poverty. The worst thing in the world is growing up in poverty and coming here and getting worship and not taking advantage of this and you got to go back to the hood. That's, that's the worst thing that could ever happen to a brother. You better not lose this. This is an opportunity of a lifetime. Your grandma counting on you to do the right thing. Your mama counting on you. Your cousins, your brothers and sisters are counting on you to, to cash in on this opportunity. Everybody want to be a beast. Everybody want to be a beast. Until it's time to do what beasts do. Until it's time to do what beasts do. Everybody want to be a beast. Everybody got a lot. Tattoos are lions. Lions all on their Twitter paper. Everybody got the lion thing now. They tweet now. Rawr. But when it's time to practice, you ain't on beast mode. Let me say this and I'm getting out of here. Can I be real with y'all? Most of y'all think that a lion is who he is because of how ferocious he is when he catch that gazelle, when, when he catch that zebra. Can I be real with y'all? A part of being a beast just ain't eating a gazelle. A part of being a beast is the hunts. It's the hunt that they're excited about. They like to see the gazelles run. Then boom, they take off. Because real lions like to hunt. They love the process, the process, just as much as they love the prize. And some of y'all just want to score. You don't like the process. You're not in love with the process. A real man in the dark, when nobody's watching, he put me in work. A real man in the dark, when nobody's watching, he put me in work. A real man, when coach ain't even watching, he's studying film on his own. Because he loves the process. If you will be a champion, if you will be a beast, you're going to have to go through something. Ain't nobody going to hand you nothing. Ain't nobody going to hand you no championship. Ain't nobody going to hand you no title. So this is my year. I end. This is my year. Listen to me. Say, be phenomenal. This is it. I want you to chant it out. This is it. Be phenomenal or be forgotten. One, two, three. Be phenomenal be forgotten. One, two, three. Be phenomenal be forgotten. Last time. One, two, three. Be phenomenal be forgotten. That's my time.